0: It's cold out there, but it's warm in here, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Manchester United qualify for the Europa League, and Billy Gilmore impressed again. It's Wednesday, 9th of December. I'm Marcus Speller.
1: I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Russell.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday. Woohoo! Jimmy and Andy with me and you. How you doing,
2: Ando? I'm throwing up two Ws to celebrate his Wednesday. Ah! Ooh, nice. Yeah. Because you've left the gang scene, haven't you? I have. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wu-Tang have had enough of me. Uh-huh. Are mm-hmm. they all right with you so, still using the sign? The W? <laughs> no, it's only if you cross the two hands to make the W. Right. Like, like sort of, a bit like Nicholas and Elka celebrating a goal. All mm. right. Um, but uh, just doing separate Ws. I claim it's the Wombles, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> ah, I thought it was maybe a little nod to Weston McKinney, McKinney scoring that lovely goal at the new Camp. Yes. yes, could be. Lovely volley. Mm-hmm. Nice to see Aaron Ramsey winning at the New Camp, It Jim. was, yeah. He can, can
1: believe his luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, how are you, big Jimmy? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, uh-huh. good. I'm actually, you know, I hadn't considered that. I'm glubbing at the thought of Aaron Ramsey getting a win at the new Camp. And all it took was one of the greatest football institutions ever known to completely collapse. <laughs>
2: Do you reckon when Ronaldo was taking the penalty, he was stood behind him going, you're offside, Robin. You're offside, Robin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like with Ronaldo like the he's, he seems to just not be relenting in quality and I'm, I'm quite scared of him now mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's seen the seri- TV series of the boys but there's a character in it called the Homelander it's about superheroes but the superheroes are all terrible people mm-hmm. everyone <laughs> thinks they're great but behind closed doors they're absolute <laughs> monsters oh, no! and Ronaldo reminds me of the Homelander and he, I'm frightened of him and I'm just putting it out there spare oh. me Cristiano if it ever comes to it
0: Oh, rumours that he might go back to Manchester United ha 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 Chevrolet apparently uh, reportedly interested in helping out the deal. Yeah, we'll drive him ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, maybe you are ruining our share price. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Jim, he's got. If that was the case, he'd have his eyes on the Europa League. Yeah, trophy. I'm not sure he's won, Andy. I
1: don't think. I don't know if, if he could even see it. <laughs> I don't know if it would be on his his light spectrum. The Europa League It's not of the of the requisite quality. That is very true. Well, of course,
0: Manchester United they lost to RB Leipzig three two and.
1: Uh... Yeah, that
0: whole kind of idea of, of of Manchester United coming back, which has worked for them this season, it's finally ran out of steam, Andy. Although they were so close to that equaliser, which was nearly an own goal,
2: that would have been the most fortunate comeback <laughs> of all time. That would have been st- that.
0: I think a lot of people would have just gone. Maybe there is, you know, like the magic of their pickup, Maybe Maybe Solskjaer's right about this Manchester United sort of relentlessness of coming back, but it didn't happen, Andy, and they're maybe,
2: out. Maybe Leipzig were freaked by the, the, the magic of it, well. the, the apparent magic of, of Manchester United comebacks, yeah. because um, United didn't produce many moments of great quality, did they, That's in, fair in order, to say. order to come back? They, you know, they, they barely had an effort worthy of the name in, until it was three nil mm-hmm, uh, yeah. give, give or take a, a couple of decent saves from Gulashi And of course the Bruno Fernandes um, shot the, um from the free kick that hit the crossbar. Um, they woke up way, way too late. And with all due respect to Southampton and West Ham, it's fine coming back from difficult positions against them. And in the case of West Ham, it could have been a much more difficult position than it, it, than it, than it actually was. Exactly. Um, but but Leipzig, uh, a Champions League semi-finalist. Mm. I, I know that they're, they're still a bit underrated by people. And my God, we will put that to rights on OTC tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that they, they played the game very well. Nagelsmann's subs were very good as well. And Cliver, not just because of the goal, but the way he took pressure off the defence, mm-hmm. drew bookings from... Mm what was Maguire and Williams, wasn't
1: it? He scared he scared the defence, didn't he? By just running at them, around Into them, the corners. Them, it's it's
0: like, so simple. You know. well, if you've got a of pace. They already seem petrified. I mean, Harry Maguire said in, in the post-match interview, he said, well, we just, we weren't ready for those opening 20 minutes. Yeah.
1: I mean, what on earth is that about, Jim? Well, I, you wonder if it's because of the the constant tactical shifts. You know, they don't know necessarily what um what they're kind of, the style that underpins them is, do you know what I mean? It's the I mean. comeback. So they say, right, okay, that's there's the, the two goals. Right, yeah. but that's think, what you want, isn't it? I know I know. it's kind of, you know, a bit silly to compare them to, to teams like Liverpool and Man City because they're so far ahead. But like, you don't even really have to have both eyes on the game to to watch Liverpool and City, teams like that, and know what their style is. Because it's mm. so obvious. It mm-hmm. just screams out at you. It's That's not the case with Man United. And I think that, clearly that's the case with the players as well. I think he still doesn't know how to get the best out of the squad he's got. Not unreasonably, because it is a, is a little bit all over the place, really. I feel like, as you touched on, Andy, in the first half, they just didn't look good enough. In the second half, they took too long to wake up. But even when they did wake up, they didn't look smart enough. You know, no. they didn't have the sort of tactical nous to get around the problem that they they'd found themselves in and well, those two goals were blood the, and thunder but nothing more. Yeah,
2: those two goals were a huge helping of luck. Yeah. I don't, you'll never convince me that that was a a, a penalty. <laughs> oh, I, mean, yeah, I yeah. mean
0: as you said, if they'd have got that third it would have been a, a very questionable penalty. A sloppy second from Leipzig's point of view, but maybe control. had a bit of hand in there. And then it, it could have been an
2: own I mean it, just, it
0: could have been an enormous slice of good fortune. I mean the, they the, did the, have the, a big the, bit of fortune of course with those two but my
2: goodness. Yeah, the, the bit that amused me the most after Galashi saved that from Mukiele, Konate just coming up to Mukiele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked as if he was about to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Going, it's okay, mate. Yeah. Breathe, breathe. I know, but it's
0: hugely disappointing for Manchester United because I know it's been, I know it's a tough group, but it's a Champions League group. I mean, yeah. I know they used to get gimmies back in the day, but but it's to... the position
2: they got themselves in. Well, as well. exactly. Yeah, I mean, they...
0: Leipzig five 0 in the in the other game. Yeah, they won in Paris, um, and obviously they beat Istanbul you're here at home. But once you've got nine points, I mean. It is, it is hugely disappointing. And, and RB Leipzig are a handy side. There's no two ways about that. But it's the type of side, as you say, 5-0 at home, seems a bit of an anomaly now. It's the type of side, Andy, that Manchester United, even in their current state, should be probably getting the better of.
2: Is that perhaps? why you're hunched over your laptop, mocking up a graphic on mm. how Paul Pogba costs more than the entire Leipzig side put together?
0: <laughs> I feel that if I did, I would be way down the the, the list of people <laughs> that got there first.
2: Very <laughs> Re- zeitgeisty.
0: <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. Um, of course, it's all Rena, Mina uh, Raiola's fault probably, but... He
2: uh, would never hunch over your laptop, by the way. He would never hunch over his laptop listeners. He's no. got great posture as Marcus Speller. Yeah. Uh, certainly I I not Raiola. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah
0: I mean Solskjaer again some of his you know we we never got going we didn't turn up until they got the second goal you, you can't say we were good enough we weren't good enough it's almost like
1: he sat in the studio with Skulls yeah, yeah. and Ferdinand it's true he sounds like a pundit kind of yeah. being sad about Man United from a distance rather than, man in, than the man in the dugout and mm. it's it, it's just you wonder how long it's going to be now before they pull the trigger on Solskjaer because we we touched on Last week, I believe, that he's quite good at pulling out a win when it looks like he's mm-hmm. going to be under pressure and he got that at West Ham, but going out of the Champions League in this in this manner is really, really bad. I, people say he looks like Andy Serkis. I wonder, are they just waiting <laughs> to see if he will go full Gollum? <laughs> I see, will he actually go full Gollum if it keeps getting worse? Well,
0: Jim, I think that's maybe what it is. He's sort of going, the team was bad, they were awful, they weren't. but, you know, we're still Man United, and then he goes back to, you know. Yeah.
1: There's an element of that, I think, Jim. You're onto something there. I also wonder if, like, you know, we know that people see Man United coming people know they have money because they're Man United they mm. have to pay a premium on players that's just that just is the case and I wonder if that's true with managers as well so like is every defeat and every embarrassing, embarrassment just making Pochettino more expensive it's like well yeah look, <laughs> it's going to cost you more now well they, they might lose him to Real Madrid if they're not, not yeah, care. if well, I say I, lose
2: him they don't have him for crying out loud <laughs> I mean of <laughs> course they can
0: lose anything yeah true <laughs> they lost John B. Mikel to Chelsea didn't they and they had him
2: <laughs> there, there are some United fans out there Going well. What about what about Nagelsmann? What you know? Forget about mm. Allegri and uh, and Pochettino. What about man? But I think if you see a man who, bearing in mind how cold it is mm. in, in in Saxony at the moment, still you're looking at leather gilet mm. plus Montclair winter coat over over the top. That's not cheap. Yeah, it, it's saying basically if you if you want to get me. Mm. Mm. It's going to cost you. It's like yeah. wearing a mink coat
1: on telly, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Wait, yeah, Andy
0: on BT Sport the other but day. But like,
2: like, like a full one. I mean, it only came down to my ribs <laughs> that that one.
0: Well, if you haven't seen, Naga's mad at it. Have it round to round to his ankles. Check out the Football Ramble socials. You will see Andy on BT Sport wearing uh, probably not mink, but you know that sort of faux suede jacket. <laughs>
2: Foes how dare Not suede. You.
0: you know the uh, you know what I mean. That sort of, uh, sort of it's like a big fluffy fleece, it was what it yeah, was. Yeah,
2: maybe was maybe cat or something. <laughs> it just reminds me of you know when Blackadder in Blackadder 3 mm. is going for going for um well, to, to become an MP yeah and, it, and he gets that, that that sort of poncho made out of cats and it's still got the little uh, <laughs> tags on it yeah you're an absolute monster yourself Andy um, before we move on we have to mention I would not hurt any cats <laughs> no um you get
0: other people to do it doesn't if they're rational though it's no, fair game isn't no, it other
1: g- people to do that what, a,
0: <laughs> what a, I, uh, little, <laughs> I told you he was a monster I really did somebody's going to believe me one day but also though Andy um, as long as being a, a monster you do know a lot about football and you know a lot about Angelino because on last week's On the Continent you were praising him and he got the opening goal the Man City man he's still a Man City player technically uh, with well, a lovely did, goal he
2: did say afterwards it's even better against them didn't yeah. he it's <laughs> <Which laughs> even better <laughs> against nice. them we don't mark you <laughs> <Yeah. presumably.
0: laughs> oh dear me but yeah so so poor from Manchester United but you know back in the Europa League they could win it again more of a chance you could say than winning the Champions League I fear Manchester United fans won't be happy with that comment though
2: do you think Solskjaer can make as much of a we made it sort of glory moment out of it as Jose Mourinho did
1: no very different not. circumstances very I would different say. circumstances and very different yeah um, skill sets when it comes <laughs> to playing the media shall we say <laughs> mm-hmm. I do think though like you know as we, we touched on you know somebody potentially coming in to replace Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And I feel like we've been saying this since yeah. the moment he took the job and, he, and he, he remains in the job. United keep backing him. But I, I do think it's a matter of time now. But at the same time, I'm sure a lot of United fans would agree with me on this. I think the problems are at board level, aren't they? The problem is with of the course. structure at the totally, club. it's, it's just it's, Whoever comes in is facing yeah. a much bigger, cha- much bigger challenge than it appears to be, based on the fact that it's Man United.
2: That's why he's still there, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's, he's the ultimate shield. Mm. for the board from mm. from criticism. Mm. But, I, I mean, I just find the whole discourse around uh, Ole in or Ole out, it's crackers. Like, the idea that we should be judging Manchester United on specific games, like, if they win this game, he's safe. Yeah, And it's, it's one, in, <laughs> one in the eye for the doubters. Yeah, And if he loses this game, it's, it's all gone to hell in a handcart. I mean, come on. Yeah. How can we be judging Manchester United on individual games? It just speaks for that just lack of plan really doesn't yeah. it
0: No, mm. yeah, it does it does gentlemen um, elsewhere in, in the same group of course but Paris Saint-Germain played Istanbul Basik Shahir uh, both teams walked off in the 14th minute after the fourth official uh, used the words and I'll say, you say the words because it's not a, a racial slur in itself but of course you know it has uh, connotations uh, when he uh, identified Bazak Shahir assistant uh, Pierre Webbo as the black one over there and when this was heard I'm sure some people have seen the footage of Denver Bar um, reacting Quite strongly to this, understandably, and uh, I, I was it about ten minutes or so. You know, a handful of minutes after that, there was there was much talking. Players were, were clearly upset, and again, understandably so. And there was a united front across both teams, and uh, and and they both turned in and said, "No, we're we, we're not having this." So again, we're we're talking about uh, racism, Jim.
1: Yeah, and it, coming from an official is is absolutely shocking, really, isn't it? it's, it's always shocking, but unfortunately, we are seeing it more and more. Um, so it is in the news cycle a lot, but it, it being from an official is really. Really strange and really surprising. And there's been a lot of different sort of talk about um, the use of the uh, of the word that he used, basically mm-hmm. just effectively being a descriptor. And mm-hmm. I've seen people su- surprised at that. Michael Richards even sort of expressed a little bit of uh, of, of sympathy in a studio, saying that he would, <coughs> you know, he wouldn't necessarily be upset by that. But I think you've got to look at the reaction of both sets of players, mm-hmm. and also we are sat here as, as privileged white men. Uh, and if anyone's looking at that, going, "Hang on, can you not say that now?" It's a moment rather than to go. Oh, you can't say anything more. Um, and rather to go, well, actually, do I need to analyze what I think is and isn't mm-hmm. okay? Um, because obviously, no, one, no. no one's ever pointed at me and described me as the white guy. So mm-hmm. actually, I, I'm sure if that did happen, I'd go, hang on. And if that's something that happens to you all the time mm-hmm. and just wears you down, um, uh, uh, perhaps at some point this is going to happen. And, uh, and that seems to be what's happening is in, in, a, in a lot of cases, isn't it? Is people mm-hmm. are just, they've had enough, they're sick of certain mm-hmm. things and and they're coming to the fore in this way.
0: Mm. I mean, you should say that, you know the the, the the fourth official in that particular game he's a top flight referee in, ref, uh, top flight referee in Romania sorry uh, and is reportedly officiating in his final European campaign after being demoted by FIFA um, but he, he, he apologised saying sorry for the misunderstanding my intention was never racism in such an environment people uh, sometimes cannot express their feelings correctly and can be misunderstood I apologise on behalf of the UEFA Nations uh, sorry the UEFA Champions League um, it's always got international football on the mind sorry everybody <laughs> um, so I mean, I mean the thing is Andy, you know, we, we we can sort of scrutinise the language and so on, but perhaps that's not the point. Here. I don't think um, it is the point hmm. at all.
2: Um, I, I, I find it difficult to believe that um, an official, a match official, long in the in, a, in an international competition, um, can't can't really find the correct words and doesn't know that that's that's totally unacceptable. And it's it's just what Jim said, really. Um, the, the fact that people are. Just fed up the the front cover of Li today says sick of it just on 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 the cover and there's two things firstly um Denver Barr played an absolute blinder there mm. i mean he's he's someone who you, you might be aware of an enormous amount of respect for as well he's um he's intelligent he's worldly, and I thought he he expressed himself brilliantly you know he was rightly outraged um but He expressed himself very clearly as as well, um, as as he was right to do. And of course, I think the other part of it is that he was supported so much by Paris Saint-Germain players. I I think, and that's not just about the fact that it feels like it's a moment in football and and, and society. I think we have to say as well that what's going on in Paris at the the moment is, is really important because we go back not really recently actually, two or three weeks ago, uh, Michel Zeckler, a black music producer, was beaten up in his studio Mm -hmm. and racially abused in his studio by um, three white police officers. And this is, it's it's a huge story in France and people are are, are rightly, absolutely disgusted about it. Emmanuel Macron has has, has talked about it in in, in quite strong terms and, and pledged to make huge changes to how police do things and how accountable police are um in in France and you know that that was a situation in which nothing ever would have happened if he hadn't have had cameras in his studio mm. and um you know you've you've had Kylian Mbappe uh come out and speak about that Antoine Griezmann as, as as well and so I do just there is a context in 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 Paris as well and I think you saw that with um Presnel Kimbembe for example who's um, a local boy becoming one of the leaders of the team saying look if if, if that guy's there we're not playing it's, it's that simple mm-hmm. and I, I think that is the, the the point to make that it's not um, anyone getting offended for the sake of it or working an angle or any of those things mm-hmm. that the people will say on Twitter it is something that all those players were feeling
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and I think as well with with the official himself i mean i i don't know what what anything about this guy and i'm sure not that many people do so things may or may not come out in in the in the sort of coming days but i think in the current climate you know especially with you would think you for giving training about mm. equality
2: and so on it's kind of like just mind how you go, for crying out loud. Yeah. And, and, and again... Well, the s- thing the thing is, Marcus, that w- whatever his intentions, the statement is just shit. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, it, it says, um, in such an environment, people sometimes cannot express their feelings correctly and can be misunderstood. What do you mean, in such an environment? And, and, in any
1: environment. I mean, all, at your job. Well, also as effectively well... Effectively, is what he's talking about. It's hard not to come across terribly while I'm at work, is yeah. what he's saying. <laughs> well, and also as well, I mean, you know, it's... Not,
0: Pierre Webbo is is feet away from him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like go over yeah, and yeah, just yeah, point yeah. or put your hand on it's, his or so whatever it's you It's know?
2: a total lack of respect, isn't it,
0: it? It is. I think that's the thing when people look at that sentence and just think, well he's just as you said earlier Jim just used something to identify. It, it is it is there is disrespect there whether he's meant it or not. It's, it it, it really comes a, dismissive. It is it is yeah. dismissive. It mm. does come across and, as that.
1: And really there's there's no excuse for that type of ignorance because you simply can't work in football and not see the messaging that 's coming from everywhere and what 's happening in society and actually genuinely be ignorant there 's no way that you're you are actually ignorant of these these issues yeah. and you you simply have to know it 's not tolerable mm. at that point
0: yes well, the match will of course uh, be played later today um at uh, five to uh six u k time so um We shall see what happens there. But of course, no matter what happens, you know, Manchester United uh, do finish uh, third in the group. Um, Chelsea, uh, moving on uh, to them, they drew home uh, to Krasnodar one all. I mean, sort of, Fairly, it was a bit of a dead rubber for Chelsea. Mm. Of course, already guaranteed top spot. Lovely to see Newcastle legend Remy Kabaya with the opener for for Krasnodar. Lovely finish as well. It was unfortunately for Kepu who was back inside couldn't keep a clean sheet. But you can't blame him for that one. No, that one was even though when Luke's back on the show, he may well. Yeah,
2: I
1: don't know. Do we save that for Luke, or do we do we find a way to blame him?
2: Yeah, it's a little surprise for him. You know, it's like if you got to work and you found someone had bought your cupcake or something. (laughs) I remember when, but personally. used to do that for us. I Andy. would be <laughs> before I got big with my mint coat. <laughs> you know, pockets to hide them in. Exactly. I, personally I would be honored to concede a goal by Remy Camella. You yeah. would
1: honored. I would just say that, you know, you know, Mendy didn't not keep a clean sheet. <laughs> see what you mean so yeah yes the plot thickens um what about wee Billy Gilmore Jim yeah the plot is thickening for that young talented man eh yeah he's a, well, he's clearly a very talented player isn't he and he's mm-hmm. um Chelsea' got obviously they've got a lot of those um exciting young players coming through and Gilmore I think like every t- every time he every time he plays it feels like a cameo mm-hmm. um but every time he every every time that cameo steals the show it's a, bit,
0: it's a bit of the sort of the chelsea
1: phil foden if you see it yeah, I mean. yeah yeah yeah
0: kind of he's, he's dropped in there oh he's a good player isn't he and, and then he's out the side for a number of... he has been injured to be fair actually yeah Come yes. back from an injury we should we should say it's a
1: little bit like staying on the black theme it's like <laughs> flash Heart turns up <laughs> <laughs> who cares what anyone else is doing similar no, yeah, acts exactly. you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, for those who get that reference but yes yeah, so so yeah I mean, we want to see more of uh, more of gilmore i mean with those kind of performances could he maybe even feature at the European Championship? oh without a doubt come on come on Andy you know what I'm saying <laughs> um, yes indeed uh, so so yeah easy peasy for
1: Chelsea really even though it
0: was just a one all draw uh, fans back in a Bridge that yeah. was, it was, it
1: was nice Jorginho did the uh, little Fernandes penalty leap didn't he you so would say that was his rather than Fernandes. So has he been doing it for longer than Oh, Jorginho's been doing that like, for ages. Really? Yeah. I've, I must, I've missed that. <laughs> Possibly because I find Jorginho to be an incredibly boring
2: player. Um, <laughs> but Fernandez I mean, has a more pronounced leap. He does.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
2: like he's going up for a header. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very
1: much so. Both scored their penalties, of course
0: last night so mm.
2: there we are ladies and gentlemen well Fernandez uh, just had a lot of practice recently hasn't he you know, so he bloody you know, should
0: yeah so he bloody should um andy uh, on the, on the continent tomorrow you dot and miguel delaney to yes. talk a lot more about those european stories eh yes we will yes you will join us yeah search football ramble presents wherever you get your podcast to find it and do hit that subscribe button to ensure that you never ever 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 miss an episode because it's going to be great, no doubt. You're going to talk about Ronald Koeman shouting "shut up" to the Juventus bench. <laughs> He's struggling, isn't he? I thought he was yeah. going to be good. Yeah. There's, there's still, get rid of Messi for crying out loud.
2: I mean, you know what? It could work for you, Marcus. I reckon you're going to be his assistant before Christmas at this rate. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. only man left in the Western world who believes in him.
0: Oh, I don't know. I think I think uh, might believe in him. He, he might. What do you think? That's on the continent, ladies and gentlemen football ramble presents
2: just make sure you take um memphis with you that's all i'm saying yeah
0: very good very good uh, indeed all right everybody let's have a quick break
2: hi i'm dion dublin and when i'm not banging my dube i'm listening to the football ramble
1: Love that guy. Love that guy. And he's banging his jube all the time.
0: That is high praise. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your stairs leading up to the jube. Um, okay. Right. It's uh, welcome back to the course to the Football Ramble. Um, get in touch with us if you want to send us an email at show at footballramble.com. If that doesn't uh, remind you of the email address, then this will. Of course you can also tweet us at football
1: ramble. Where you can see Andy in his mink coat. <laughs> Over to you, Jimmy Campbell. Gavin Cook's been in touch. He says, Hi guys, when I was a young kid, probably around 10 or 11, my hobby was to write to pretty obscure footballers and ask for their autographs. Hobby. Hobby, indeed. I had a few, including Adam, uh, Adam Porridge, who played for Sheffield Wednesday at the time, Matty Holmes, Stuart Ripley, an up-and-coming young player at the time called David Beckham. Ooh. Around the same time, I had a girl I was trying to impress who was a Man United supporter to express my undying love for her I gave her said autograph from Mr. Beckham. Flash forward to today, and I found out that it's worth thousands. Never heard from the girl again. <laughs> incidentally. <laughs> on the plus side i was a huge blackburn supporter at the time and i wrote to tim flowers and he replied with one of the nicest handwritten letters no. i've ever seen telling me to work hard and saying one day i could become a top keeper i'm not and my <laughs> mother also faxed alan shearer asking for a birthday card to which he sent a handwritten one back handwritten birthday cards probably easier than a printed one to mm. be fair gavin but and we, still he assumes it was alan shearer yeah in, well quite indeed uh, my mum also asked to, to marry him <laughs> in the fax too Uh, because she faxed him asking for that birthday card, which is brilliantly on point for anything involving communicating with a footballer. How did they get his fax number? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, Get get back in touch, Gavin, and let us know how your mum got Alan Shearer's fax number. (laughs) Because that is like having his phone number.
2: There's something dodgy about this. I mean, they could have faxed the club. Yeah, they would have faxed Blackburn.
1: Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, Uh, my mum also asked to marry him in the fax too. Not sure if this counts as mum behaviour, but there you go. (laughs) Cheers, Gavin. Not to Alan Shearer's stepson. So, Mm. uh... Apparently, you can get um, Beckham autographs on eBay for twenty-five quid, which yeah. should
0: soften the blow of this autograph being worth thousands.
1: And it depends on what was signed. Apparently, autographed underwear for seventy-five pounds, which is a bit Ooh. dark. That isn't it. I hope it's not David doing that himself. <laughs> you know, like when people sell their knickers to like strange businessmen from around a... the world. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> would it not be a printed signature, or is, it, or is it a handwritten one? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so it's quite hard to sign pants.
0: Well, for
2: FootballRamble.com, ladies and gentlemen, well, for your
0: signed underwear. You know, apparently the the autograph Beckham underwear for seventy five pounds is listed as pre owned. Well, Does you that go. mean pre worn or just pretty? He could have bought them and gone there. Nah, these don't support me enough. I'll put them on eBay because I'm David Beckham and well, I need to try them on. One. Yeah, and how's that, he going to know it?
2: they don't support <laughs> him enough yeah, without true. trying
0: them on? It maybe just held them. Oh nah, the plot thickens. A lot of thickening
2: plots when we're talking about David Beckham's underwear. Anyway, Andy, what have you got for us? I've got something hopefully a lot more wholesome from James Dobson. Uh, on, the sub- on the subject of dads doing weird stuff at football, I have an excellent memory from my childhood. The scene was Elland Road, 4th of October 2003, <clears throat> Leeds versus Blackburn. Leeds were on their downward spiral. Of course, that was the relegation season, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? Uh, But Dad and I trekked down from Darlington, as we always had done to take our seats in the East stand. Pre-game, each seat had a card for us all to hold up to show some message or some such. As the teams came out, we stood up as usual, belting out, marching on together, when suddenly my old man went down like a sniper and picked him off from the opposite stand, (laughs) shouting, Oh, bastard, my eye! (laughs) As he's writhing in the ground, clutching his face, I look around for the culprit. Next to him is one of the cards perfectly crafted into a paper aeroplane. Oh, that's nasty. Turns out someone above us had hoied this card aeroplane and the tip had perfectly hit Dad in the eyeball. Oh, Oh, that is nasty. That is nasty. Being the, the, the dramatic man he is, he marched me into the first aid room to get seen to. We then hear two quite loud eruptions from the crowd. Turns out we have missed Seth Johnson's finest hour in a league uh. shirt, Leeds shirt as he scores a brace. <laughs> we make it out for the second half to watch Blackburn score. And that's that. Oh no! Dad's been scared of paper aeroplanes ever since. My goodness,
0: my good. Well, I I uh, witnessed a marvelous moment, one of my favorite moments at Wembley, watching England, which involved a paper aeroplane. It was a friendly, a pre-tournament. I forget which tournament. It might have been for Euro 2016. Um, could be wrong there, but um, but it was it was around that time, and it was it was England against Peru in a friendly. I think they won three 0 or three one that on that day, and. It, it, it was, but it was one of those typical England friendlies where it was a bit boring, and there was there was cars and people were chucking mm. these aeroplanes and trying to chuck them on the pitch, and and I was sat quite high up, and but people, I can never make paper aeroplanes, but people were lost. them, and they, and they get when you get one that glides and it goes right onto yeah. the pitch, it's yes. enormously satisfying, and often gets a little bit of a cheer from the crowd, and you may well not a vesper is it though? It's not a vesper, Andy, certainly <laughs> or not a pig's head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it's definitely none of those things. Would you imagine someone launching that Vespa, yeah, <laughs> kill someone Andy. Um but this paper airplane, it this one in particular went down and it went and it and everyone was like oh my goodness, this is this is going. This and suddenly it was nearing the Peruvian fullback. And everyone was like, oh. now some people may well remember seeing the footage of this. You can still see it. This went from the back of Wembley, 90,000 seat of Wembley Stadium, all the way,
1: and it knocked a fullback on the shoulder. The cheer went up.
0: That is it was
1: like England's score. Who was the manager at the time? I think it was Hodgson. I was wondering if you were maybe trying to get your number down to Sven. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I mean, uh, if you
2: feel a touch, you go down if you're the fullback, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I see. Say that. So. that's
1: the only yeah. way that would have been perfect.
2: Yes.
0: Mm. Because we don't condone that, do we, Jim? Mm. Going down under the paper aeroplane challenge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all for it. Okay, fair enough. Well, thank you very much for your emails there, everybody. That's marvellous stuff uh, indeed. Now, talking of international football, let's have a bit of... Uh, let's have some more World Cup 2022 nonsense. Qatar... Or Qatar are joining UEFA qualifying. Um,
1: Well, they,
0: they are and they aren't. They've been invited by UEFA to join Group A, which features Ireland, Portugal, Serbia, Azerbaijan, and Luxembourg. But of course, a bit like what France did ahead of Euro 2016. Yes. They. Uh, there won't be any points they won't actually yeah. be in the group but they will just the, 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 the friendlies will be arranged around that group in, in
2: or around the group would we say
0: you could say that Andy. Yes. you could say that more I think about that Peruvian one I think it was a World, pre-World Cup 2014 one that's not the story here <laughs> <laughs> you <the> nerd <laughs> now Qatar are turning into the Harlem Globetrotters so they're going to be involved with the UEFA teams there they're also set to play in regional America's tournaments the Gold Cup and the Copper America they did play in the Copper America last year I believe mm-hmm. so they're going to play in 2021 basically they are worried that they're going to be crap when they, uh, they, they host yeah.
1: the tournament so they're in everything aren't they they're yeah. in Eurovision next year as well <laughs> just uh, covering every base <laughs>
2: <laughs> indeed Yeah, Eurovision's great fun until you accidentally uh-huh. win it and end up hosting it
0: yeah, yeah, I heard that, Ireland found yeah. <laughs> I heard that Qatar they're bringing back the Anglo-Italian Cup and they're going to be in that <laughs> um, <laughs> I missed that tournament actually indeed they're going to be in the Tenant Sixes as well uh, for those in Scotland who remember that? But uh, but uh, what, what do we think of this? Part of me thinks well, from from Qatar's point of view, Jim, it makes sense, of course, and I get the fact that you know they've been they've have been invited to Copper America, and they do invite teams yeah. uh, from far and wide. Um, I, I and I understand that France did this in twenty
1: sixteen, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, and so another
0: part of me does think
1: you're taking the piss a bit, sort of thing. Yeah, I, I I kind of see both sides of it. It's probably a little bit annoying for those teams that are playing an extra game as well, particularly you know if if this, with the schedule being as crowded as but it is they now, probably, there's going to be a knock on of that. But they for a probably few, for a while would too. be playing a friendly though. Yeah, in that that's, at, at that's, that time, that's fair. But, but
2: pol- at the same politically time. expedient elements of international football. Who'd yes. have thought? <laughs>
1: But you you perhaps want to choose your friendlies um, Mm -hmm. of your own accord in um, in a certain way. But I mean, there is precedent of this, isn't there? And like France, um, as you touched on, I've done it before. And there was there was chat for a long time that actually you you can be at a bit of a disadvantage Mm -hmm. as a host. Uh, because you don't have competitive football coming into it. And, and a lot of teams mm-hmm. uh, have, have have complained about that. So I think that it, it's not an unreasonable thing to allow teams mm-hmm. to do this. Well, it is well, the and reason I why... I think people are perhaps... It's uh, the reason why the winners wanted to qualify. Exactly. Mm. I think people are perhaps jumping on Qatar because it's Qatar and mm. because there's a lot yeah. of controversy around the, the, the hosting of the World Cup. So what
0: you're doing, Jim, the official line is that you are joining... Richard Keys in defending Qatar. Is that have I understood that correctly? Yes. Yeah, I yes. I've gone over to the Can goal, I sorry.
2: make a small prediction of what's going to happen? Cristiano Ronaldo is going to score the goal that makes him the biggest goal scorer in yep. international football history, going past that Alidae record against Qatar. Do you think? Yeah.
1: Hang on, hang on how many goals is he off? He's a fair few still. Have you seen them? Well, not not that many. <laughs> he's going to get it, Marcus.
0: Yeah. He's no, no I I, I know it. he's going to get it, but I don't know. Have you know... seen
2: who else is in the group?
0: Yeah, true enough. He's going
2: to score about nine against Luxembourg, isn't he? Um... I don't know, Andy. Wouldn't I mean, they set up a friendly against Andorra, so he could so we could get his numbers up. I <laughs> Like the whole point of the Nations League is not to play Andorra yeah. anymore. Cristiano, who's your dream game? You know, you're, you're coming into the twilight years of your career. Would you like to face Messi again? Would you like to go head to head with France? We can get to Brazil. revive 2016 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, how I'd really like, boss. Andorra. Yeah.
1: yeah. Have you got any? You got any ski resorts <laughs> on that list of potential <laughs> friendlies we could play again?
2: Is there anyone shitter than Andorra? Yeah. Yeah. Have, have Vatican City? Have they been signed off yet? Can I <laughs> remind you that previous record holder Paoletta scored five against Q eight. he I mean, really? it is um... a Vatican City got a team. <laughs> it's
1: Romario esque, isn't it? With his thousand goals project.
2: No, it's, like... it's, it's not because he
1: scored them. No, well, true. <laughs> no, but the I the, the getting the numbers up thing. Yeah, I, I see what I, you like mean. I did. Do you remember late, later in his career, Romario? I think am I right in thinking he had a contract somewhere where. Mm-hmm. If you if he was in a goal scoring position, the players had to pass to him. It was like in there. It was in the team rules almost. Yeah, it was written in that he would take the
0: penalties. Although, I mean, to be fair, that's
1: not. Yeah, that's he, not unusual. It's but not, I that's not swear something. there was some. You're right. It may not have been true. It might have just been. Hearsay, yeah, but it, but it's believable. I mean, speaking of these kind of records, Messi's two off Pele's
0: club record for for a single club. I think. Yeah. Wow. You know. So unfortunately, it looks like he's for.
2: never going to score again for Barcelona yeah. at the moment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though, when you mention that friendly against Andorra, though, because Ronaldo only scored one I, in the 7-0 win.
2: It was, it was like the sixth, wasn't it? As yeah, well, I think. something yeah.
0: like that. My goodness. Well, I, I, it's, it's it's building nicely ahead of uh, twenty twenty. I mean, the qualifying, of course, starts in March. Yeah. because of um, the Marcus, being in you
2: the... are going to be like a pig in shit next uh-huh. year there is going to be so much international football it's unreal. A dog with two willies Andy.
0: Yes um, Now gentlemen, let us go to Argentina of course, um, recently uh, Diego Maradona uh, died and we've been talking about that and there's been many people sort of eulogising over his footballing career and, and so on and there's a lot of uh, people commemorating his life. Well, um, Someone has suggested, and not just anybody, it's a senator, Norman Durango, has has, has suggested to Congress that uh, the late player get on the 1,000 peso note. They want Diego Maradona on money, everybody. Um, that was mentioned uh, on Monday, of course. Um, I mean, there's a multi purpose note, Jim, sort of thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> That's what he would have wanted yeah. in a way.
2: <laughs> Why can't they just do a coin? A coin! Yeah. Do a coin! crying out ruddy loud a, st- a stamp Zlatan got
1: a stamp I know yeah. Andy I, I, there was talk that there would be a stamp as well right I think they're just trying to do as much as possible aren't they because yeah. I mean the, I, not know. a banknote. note I, well you know Diego Maradona <laughs> is probably the only footballer <laughs> ever who's been genuinely deified yeah. so this, this is going to keep happening with the renaming of, of Napoli Stadium and the mm. banknotes and stuff like that and the, the idea is apparently the proposal has been that um, it'll be his face on one side mm-hmm. and it'll be a picture of his second goal against England on the other side and I think if you're going to do that. Yeah. Do the first one. Yeah, I was going to say. Do the first one. Imagine what thermos head Shilton would think about that. <laughs> Do you it know? here. Yeah. Put it on a note here. <laughs> I was going to say, either way, Shilton or Butcher will be on a banknote in Argentina. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Yeah. That has made my year. <laughs> it's just... <laughs>
0: It, 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 he's, it, it, Terry Butcher won't need, uh, it, it, you know, any kind of electricity in his house. His anger will just fuel that <laughs> up to the grid, mate. Put panels on him for crying out loud. He'll fuel the whole village. <laughs> My goodness. It, yeah, oh, dearie me.
1: Be incredible.
0: Yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Do you know what it got me thinking about? Footballers on banknotes. Because I remember George Best in Northern Ireland. Yes. His face was on the banknotes. Do you remember after World Cup 2018 there were six banknotes in 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 Britain? That were released with Harry Kane on them, really? Because obviously commemorating his six goals. Apparently, they're worth a lot of money, as you'd expect. Yeah.
2: What, what denomination of notes?
1: I forget which one. What which it was? It's going to be worth at least fifty quid then. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the cent worth about fifty grand, and so on. Wow. I mean, what kind of a genius have you got to be? You sold a twenty-pound note for fifty thousand yeah. pounds. You You'd know.
1: want one of those if you were Harry Kane? I tell you what. Although them. buying it might feel a bit self-indulgent. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Imagine if he just happened to get one. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's talk, part of the reason um, that uh, Norma Durango is the is the senator yeah. um, that's proposed the idea of putting a Maradona banknote mm. out, uh, she said that um, part of the idea is that it will be the it will be the highest denomination, and uh-huh. the idea is that tourists will want they'll want a Maradona note. Well, the 1,000 so peso note is
0: not actually that high in, in terms of when it's converted to pounds. And also with yeah. inflation rate in Argentina, that won't be worth much in a couple of months away. it's going, sadly. Um, but yes, you, you're absolutely right. It's sort of a touristy type thing. Reminds, in, in Brixton in South London, they've got the Brixton... Yes, the Brixton pound. Yeah, which has got David Bowie's on one of the notes there, apparently. He's from brixton yeah. I don't know if the Brixton pound note is still used there. It was used locally in certain shops to try and get spending boosted in the local area. I don't know if it's still in circulation. We should get down to Brixton and check that out. Um, But yeah, other than than, than, uh, George Best and Harry Kane, I I couldn't think... In my mind's eye, I thought Alberto Solano was on banknotes in Peru, but I, I can't find any evidence to that maybe I'm conflating. But
2: it turns out it was in Jesmond. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think I've got my wires crossed here because back in 2007, hundreds of £20 notes were seized by trading standards. Um, officers found fake notes during a raid at a car boot sale in Blade and Rugby Ground in Gateshead. Um, this was because the, the notes which apparently were meant to be like a little bit of fun, like almost like Monopoly money, they featured the Newcastle United Club crest with images of Alan Shearer <laughs> on one, Solano <laughs> on another, Mark Viduka, Mike Owen, Michael, Michael Owen, Michael Owen, instead of the Queen's head, they were on there, and also Kieran Dyer and Stephen Taylor, some real legends on there. I'd have Michael Owen. <laughs> I'd have Dyer and Bowyer on there. Yeah, that fighting Bowyer Doya, uh, <laughs> as a collective, but Bowyer's face when it, it was Luke once described it as a clenched fist. Yeah, like it was turning into a clenched <laughs> fist.
2: I mean, if you if you if you had like a ten pound note with Bowyer and Dyer in, yeah, you would have to go into a shop and go. Hello mate, can you split this? Whee! Hey.
0: <laughs> Soonest inside, just turn <laughs> them apart. Um yeah, apparently the, the notes were intended as collectible gifts, but th- they were worn because they could be folded and passed as real. But other notes in that uh in, in that little um in that little seizure uh, had uh, Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> stuff on there, The Simpsons and Disney Snow White. <laughs> you know, of equal standing as Michael Owen presumably in the, the Newcastle gates. Really anyway.
1: hope the Simpsons one was like Lionel Hart. Yeah. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> uh,
2: the weird thing is though, you think when you've got Alan Shearer and Mm. Alberto Solano, two Mm -hmm. absolute legends of Newcastle United, Mm -hmm. if you were talking about notes of Mark Viduka and Michael Owen, you'd think they'd be associated with some sort of protest, wouldn't you? Maybe.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Although I, whenever you think I ever think of Mark Viduka, I think of Mark Viduka. It's a fantastic name. Mark Viduka. Yes, nice. And that's worthy of a banknote anywhere in the world, for my money, Andy. And it would be for my money. That
2: does that does make me think of the end of season two of the OC, though. So it does make me a bit <laughs> sad. Ah. <laughs> oh deary me well everybody
0: um, that uh, is the end of the show for today thank you very much for listening if you enjoyed what you heard today ladies and gentlemen presumably you have because you're still with us a quick reminder that you can get more of me Jim and Andy over on the Football Ramble Patreon for just $5 a month you get access to the Ramble Discord where you can chat with us and fellow listeners about all sorts as well as a weekly bonus episode this week Luke, Jim and myself took a trip down memory lane and revisited some of our favourite memories from our football watching and podcasting past including what watching a man lower a TV in a conservatory in the middle of a thunderstorm in Kiev in 2012. <laughs> Genuinely happened. If you want to get a bit more of that insanity and inanity, just head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble and sign up. So there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much again for, for listening to today's show. On tomorrow's show, Kate, Luke and Vish. Until then, say goodbye, Andy Brassel. Later. Say goodbye, Jim Campbell. See ya. And it's goodbye from me, everybody.